I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined by Dom and Dom. That's a mixture of two years' names. Tom and Donnie, how are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter, how are you? Not too bad, how are you doing, Donnie? I'm good, thanks, I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, we will go over to our league first, then get stuck in. So league top three, there is no change, no, there is change up, up to third. McClogan 92, Real past the Coglu. Second is yourself, Donny, and first is Melvinho. So let's go to our points. So obviously, last time you joined us, we hadn't finished game week nine yet. I'll just quickly we finished. Finished with 80 points in game week nine, up to 138 for the world. Not so good this week. Game week 10, took a minus four after seeing the Celtic team. And the team was Ericsson, new keeper, two points. Tavernier, four points. Porteous, two. Scale, six. Mayo, one. Boyle, five. Haxavanovic, captain eight, Kenna two, Kolak vice captain two, Shanklin two, Boyovsky two, not the best of game weeks, dropped me down to 179, so still in the top 200. The reason captain Tavernier was you, Donnie, you talked me off it with a text about Rangers defence and make fall off a cliff, so I, I, just, <laughs> I just left it this week. Didn't damage me that much, four points is not the worst haul, yeah. I suppose the cliche took it off. But anyway, Don, over yourself, your final points last week and your points this week in rank. Yep, so I finished game week 39 on 93 points, had a minus four, so it was 89 in total. Um, that took me up to second in the big league, so as you can imagine, I was pretty happy there. And then following that, I think I've had my worst game week um, to date. I, I missed absolutely everything. I made one transfer, which was Haksabanovic in for Jota. I think we all seem to do that. And I made a cheeky move from a second goalkeeper who was a red flag. I took in Ericsson, so that was a, a free transfer. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So my game week score was 37. I had Ericsson goals for two, Stolholm two, Captain Tav eight, Porteous two, Scales six, Levitt three, Boyle five, Haksabanovic four, Vice-Captain Jolak for two, Miofsky two, and Furihashi one. So that was my 37. Global score is 7-6-4, which keeps me just inside the top 10 at 10th. So it's a disappointing week all round. Tom, yourself? Uh, I have 38 points this week. Uh, I took a minus four, and my current position is 122nd. Um, I have Rusin goals for eight points. Back line of Solemn for two, Yakoviti for two, uh, Captain Tav got me eight, Mayo came in and got me one, a younger three, Boyle five, Haksabanovic four, uh, Vice Captain Chulak got me two, Miofsky two, and Furuhashi one. All right, so but overall, you can see not, not the highest score in a game, it's not really much damage. I mean, even your back worst score, Donnie, you're still in the top 10. Yeah. I didn't really look, there wasn't much in it. Really, but before we get any further, we'll obviously discuss the Regan Charles Cook Cup to the finals took place. Donnie, squeeze through over, Tom. So we've got a, con- a podcast 
finalist and also what would happen is going to be the first guy to double hold a cup so either Dory can retain or Melvinho can go for the Grand Slam all the one year all at the same time if he wins this one (laughs) so it's good going obviously that's all the next two game weeks I'll put the graphic up people probably lost interest now because I'm not left in it but it's of interest for the cup two more weeks to go we'll go with that right so we'll go through the results then then we'll Right, so on Saturday we had St Mirren nil, Commandant nil, Ross County one, United one, Livingston one, St Johnson nil, Celtic six, Hibs one, Motherwell one, Rangers two on the Sunday, and Aberdeen two, Hearts nil, also on the Sunday. So over to you, Tom. Thoughts? Um, so we'll we'll start off on the the fixture of the weekend, um, which was Celtic six, Hibs one, <laughs> uh, Forest got a hat trick. Uh, Yakamakis got a brace and Maeda got one. Uh, assist came from Moy, he got two. Abada got an assist, Bernabe got an assist, and so did Haksabanovic, who a lot of people brought in uh, for Yota. Obviously, more rotations this week for Celtic, some imposed, as I just mentioned there. Yota's out injured, um, so that's not great for Celtic's attack, but it didn't really hinder them too much. Uh, the fullbacks were rotated again. It was uh, Bernabe and Ralston who started in favour of Greg Taylor and Juranovic. Uh, and Maeda and Kyogo were also on the bench as well. Uh, it's probably in preparation for um, Motherwell in the in the Cup. We've got the quarter-final tomorrow night, so we'll see how things go with that. Um, only a few players got more than a single shot on target. Forrest, obviously getting his hat-trick, he got four shots on target. Yakamakis with two and scored from both. And uh, Portis, who we mentioned last week, got two shots on target. Um, seems to be a danger from set pieces. Uh, so if we disregard this fixture, then he seems to be a decent option going forward. Um, Kyogo hit the woodwork. He he hasn't been too active in front of goal, even when he's coming on as a sub. Um, so we'll need to see kind of what people's thoughts are with that going forward. Uh, no clean sheet for Selig, despite Carter Vickers and Jens back in the, the centre-back position. Uh, I think it's maybe just a, a lapse in concentration there. Um, maybe perhaps we might be considering getting rid of Greg Taylor in favour of a Selig midfield double-up. Um, Selig do have a good run up until the World Cup as well. Uh, they've got Hearts, Livingston, Dundee United, Motherwell and County, so there could be plenty of goals there. Um and obviously, Greg Taylor's ceiling's only so high. He only really seems to get clean sheets. Uh, Hibs have also got a decent run. St. Johnston, St. Mirren, uh, Aberdeen, Ross County, and Kilmarnock. So no more uh, Silica Rangers in there. Um, with myself, and perhaps thinking that Portius might be a good option going forward. But uh, Peter, what was your thoughts on that fixture there? Golden Boyle, yeah. That's <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not actually, no, okay, but okay, okay. No, there's such a lack of midfield options that, you know, I'm going to stick with him for the time being. He got an assist, so yeah. all right, I suppose. Yeah, that was just kind of a wee callback to last week. Right, uh, as a fan, also, it was fantastic. As a fan, aspect to the game, I, I probably asked more questions than answered. Uh, start for Hibs' point of view. Portis does look good. I think he's really got a point. And I was looking and seeing he return two points. I wonder how he got the second points. Interception, so he's still decent at the back. We all think we all assess whether any of the teams come to Glasgow and play. Don't take these fixtures to heart. Go to the next fixture, it doesn't matter. Boyle's fixture proof, proven it there again, got a return against Celtic in a 6 1 defeat. 
Uh, I keep pouring this. Celtic point of view, I me and Tony were discussing this before you come on. I think Taylor, his ceiling is kind of limited, but also now that's Burnaby played two decent games of drop with two assists. So I think yep. his minutes will also really be challenged as well, especially as he looks quite more forward thinking than Greg Taylor. Maybe not inverted the way Ange likes style football to play, but he's playing different, which is another option. Me personally, I'd be moving to Carter Vickers. Probably the most nailed Celtic defence you can have. He's the glue that keeps the defence together. A midfield, I am not going to lie and say he thought with James Forrest when I saw a team. Those people kind of thought about it that nah, to me, I didn't see that coming. He did look good his last game, but I just think he's like a fifth choice winger, so he's only playing through injury. Axel Banovich was the sound choice, so he didn't get the full game, but I have to keep him until we get news on Jota. The Kyogo, Giacomakis, Kirundam up front is, I really don't know. Giacomakis is also the more formed player. Furuhashi was formed to start. To me, they're both too pricey to take risks on who's going to play. I think Donny's going to cover later on about the team news aspect of it, so it's going to be hard to take that risk. Midfield, double up. I don't know, Tom. I'm not, I've only had two Celtic assets for a long time, and I'm still unsure where to go for the third asset. Donny, can you shed some light on the situation? <laughs> uh, yeah, Celtic team news is a nightmare at the moment. As Peter said, I think Vickers is probably the only nailed-on option. I came off Taylor uh, a couple of weeks ago now, and I was going to wait until after the Hearts game, but seeing how Hearts are playing, I probably do want a piece of the defence there. I, w- I did toy with Forrest um, as an option, but the guy likes an injury. He's probably just in there to get some game time and, and allow others to rotate. So I went for Haksabanovic as a direct replacement, um, which, OK, didn't work out because he got hooked at half time. But um, I think there is still value there. Up front, I mean, I've got Kyogo so starting to cause me problems now. Um, there's no team news in the coming weeks. So there's uh, something to think about there. But if you think I'm going to sit and talk about six set of goals, then you're mistaken. So game-wise... I did expect better from Hibs, um, but they just failed to turn up. Uh, Boyle proved what we've talked about in the past, that he is fixture-proof, and he did manage to get returns, um, even in a 6-1 beat-in. But um, for me, I missed out on all the actions, so it was disappointing on two fronts. Um, Celtic do have good fixtures, and I know we'll talk about the striking options there. Um, Hibs, as I've said, they should bounce back. Boyle and Porteous um, seem to be the assets to hold on to there. So, um, yeah, that's that. Yep. Uh, next fixture we've got is uh, Livingston uh, 1, uh, St Johnston 0. Uh, the goal came from Baham Bula and an assist from Nubley, who we've not spoken about for quite some time. Um, Baham Bula has not really been someone that's on our radar. This is his, his first goal of the season so far. Um, however, he did have three shots on target in this game, so perhaps a player to keep an eye on. Um, another clean sheet for Livingston. So that's three clean sheets in their last four home games. Uh, before you get too excited, uh, they do have Rangers and Celtic in the next two fixtures. And then after that, it's Kilmarnock away, uh, Aberdeen at home, and then Hearts away. So see how they fare. Um, perhaps something to consider after the World Cup. Uh, Livingston, not a lot of attacking options there. Um, and there's obviously better options available in other teams. St Johnston have scored in the in the last three games prior to this, um, but failed to score here. Uh, Stevie May, he missed a big chance, and I think he's 
kind of been on our radars a little bit. Um, but there's a sort of bank of uh, strikers that we tend to go to. And, um, I think Stevie May's got to do a lot more to, to oust one of those guys. Um, so just something to keep an eye on at the minute. Um, but other than that, not a lot to say. Quite a quiet fixture. Donnie, your thoughts? Yeah, so this is a game where the Livy defence does reward you. I think when they, they play at home against teams that are sort of close to them, bottom six kind of teams, then they are tough um, to beat. I mean, the old farmer struggled there as well. But that being said, I don't have a Livy defender. <laughs> I talk about it a lot, but I don't have one. And yeah, they've got Rangers and Celtic next up, so maybe not going to jump immediately to them. Uh, the game itself, it was okay. I think Livingston probably did edge it. Um, but from a fantasy point of view, there's nothing really there that's going to jump ahead of what we've already got. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going making any moves on on either of those teams at the moment. No, Peter, anything to add? Not much to add. I think we discuss this quite often. If you've got one of the cheap defenders as your Livingston defender, then off the bench, well done. I think they mentioned on sports scene that these games are all tight, the teams are all similar, so it's just a game, it's just a matter of who takes their chances. If you see a fixture run, for example, say Livingston's got five games, there's no Celtic, no Rangers in it, and three are at home, two are away in the next five, that may be a chance to make your cheap defender the fifth one, the Livingston defender, and then mm-hmm. when that fixture swing changes and say it's St John's with three at home and two away, against teams somewhere in about them, then jump that. That's what I was kind of looking at and sort of stick of it, it's to kind of how would kind of think this going forward with your cheap defender? I know all these things that Scottish games tight, the other teams and they take points each other, but you want to try and get the smallest margin if you can, and I think that's the way going forward. If the teams playing similar teams and a wee run of them and they're at home majority of the games, then that would be the point for me. But again, there's nothing I'd want for St. Johnson, none, none stands out for Livingston neither to jump into the team. Yeah. Um up next then we've got another Kind of quiet fixture. We've got Ross County 1, Dundee United 1. Uh, Ross County's goal came from Callahan, who uh, seasoned fantasy football Scotland managers will remember, uh, with an assist from Purrington. Uh, Dundee United, it was Tony Watt that scored the goal with an assist from Middleton. For Middleton, this was his first attack and return of the season. However, with Tony Watt, this is his third goal. Uh, he's having a bit of run of form here. He's perhaps one to, to keep an eye on. They do have St Mirren next, which might be tough considering they do have decent defensive form. Uh, he did have six shots in this game. He kind of seemed to be the focal point of the team, uh, two of which were on target. Um, United, it was kind of a quiet game for United after the, the 4-0 win against Aberdeen. So I was kind of expecting to see a lot more. Um, so perhaps still a situation to, to monitor just now. Um County, there's probably no players I'd be interested in at the minute still. Um, that's despite holding Yakovi, but uh, he'll probably be on his way out fairly soon. Um, but that's about it. Peter, anything to add there? Uh, Ross County, no, nothing to add there. I think there's no players on my radar at all unless they hit form. Dungeon even though they do, they are at bottom. They are on the way up slightly. I think that was a first point they won from going behind all season. They looked lively at certain points. I mean, I've only goalkeeper in, clearly because I just wanted to go off of the Aberdeen double up. Didn't work this week, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to take it in a wee... Can I look at it up to the World Cup and see how that works out, if it was worth it or not? Uh, two on my radar is Tony Watt up front. Looks like he's playing for this new manager. 
So we also got the same strikers all the time. It was five or five players we've got where we can rope between. I think he could become an option. Mm-hmm. And I like to look at Glenn Middleton. I know he's first return this season, but he looked lively. And I don't think having between him, McGrath, McGrath had two prices, Donny mentioned before we're on, and Levitt is a fifth kind of cheap option for midfielders. It's not the worst way going forward if you want to try to change a wee bit. But apart from that, there's no nobody else. I don't fancy defence right now. It's only be Tony Watt and one of the three midfielders who wanted to do something different. Yeah. Donny, what's your thoughts on the United then? Are you tempted with any Ross County players? Um, other than what I've got, no. Um, <laughs> so naturally, I, I changed my goalkeeper. As I said at the beginning, I went for the Dundee United keeper and that was wiped out within 36 minutes. So... Um, always good decisions being made. Um, United do look a better team, um, as we've, as you've all said there. In, in the last three games, I definitely want to watch um, in terms of going for differentials. However, it was County took the lead from Callahan, um, and United equalised with um, a good move from, between Middleton and Watt. And I thought they did play well together. Um, so if they are to do anything, then these are the types of players that... Um, Will will help for them, but you know Ross County still have good fixtures. You know, those that have got Yakaviti can hold them, put them on the bench, and they'll just pop up if if they get a good result. But um, United, I think, had I been doing a differential this week, it probably would have been somebody like Watt, who is starting to come onto form. Um, we've got some of the other strikers that we usually talk about, maybe off form, but I think a draw was probably a fair result. Um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, United are, are certainly starting to show on the radar. I've got Levitt that I took in in the double game week. He has ticked over. He has a differential. Um, I'll probably just keep him in my team and maybe get a goal now and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, up next, well, another quiet fixture. Uh, St Mirren nil, Kilmarnock nil. You can tell it's a low-scoring game week. Um, but that is St Mirren's fifth clean sheet of the season. So, um Starting to get interested in their defenders. Uh, Carson, Tanzer and Strain uh, are all on the watch list just now. Uh, Ayunga was back. I took a, a minus four for him. Didn't really work out. Um, but considering I had Carey, it's more like a minus one. So um, perhaps he can return me some points going forward. Um, no players got more than a single shot on target in this fixture. Um, for Kilmarnock, Stanstreet hasn't really changed on that one. It was a bit of a, a sore one that Mayo didn't get the uh, the clean sheet, but uh, never mind. Um, we perhaps may have to get rid of him uh, going forward. Donny, what's your thoughts? Are you still holding Mayo? No, no I've, I got rid of him a long, long time ago. But uh, yeah, to, to, to see him not start and miss out on probably a rare Kilmarnock clean sheet um, would have hurt a few um, people out there. But you look at nil nil, you probably think oh, it wasn't much in the game, but there was two goalkeepers that got the, the top two bonus points. Um, Carson certainly had a good save. Um, I think he got 10 points out of that game. Um, but they just couldn't break through. I mean, as good as they are defensively, both teams probably really lack up front. Um, and it shows. But a, a draw was probably a, a fair result. Uh, yeah, you know, shout is good. There's, there's not a lot goes on in midfield at the moment. It was forwards last year in the game. I think it's midfielders. Um, this year in the game, but uh, it was a good shout. He, he didn't do anything, but fixture-wise, he could he could clutch over the next few weeks. So that I, I see the value there. And yeah, if you were on Mayo, you're starting to lose ground now. So probably look to switch him out to you know 
maybe a cheap United um, defender or, or, or somewhere else. But as I say, nil nil. It probably didn't reflect the action, but because there's such a lack up front, and yeah, no team was able to get a, a result. Mm-hmm. Peter, anything to add there? I thought Kamarot slightly edged it. I think uh, McInnes did seem pretty happy with the performance after it. He seemed to be going the right direction. Uh, I obviously annoyed that Mayo didn't get the clean sheet in play. The fixtures weren't too bad, so I mean, if there's an alternative Kamarot cheap defender at roughly the same price, I wouldn't be against that. Simon, again, a young guy is one of the options. He's Playing out of position, I know he's pricey now. Back, we've got obviously got enough money built uh, built up. They can get him in if they want him in. And with the lack of midfield options, it's he's kind of tried and tested so far this season. So I'd rather bank him and bank on somebody I don't know. And then the back line with the goalkeeper is a sound option. As you said five clean sheets this season. Carson's a great game. Defence looks solid. Obviously, we try to get the wing backs if you could. So maybe the odd chance of the attack return. But uh, I have some minutes probably. One definitely to consider if you're on a wild card or when you bring one play, a defender in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and we're on the Sunday fixtures. We've got Motherwell 1, Rangers 2. Uh, Motherwell's goal came from Stuart McKinstry. Uh, Rangers came from Tillman and Lundstrom with an assist from uh, Tav and Barisic. Uh, no Goldson for Rangers. He was injured in the uh, 7-win uh, gubbin to Liverpool midweek, so he's a big loss at the back. Uh, the defence for Rangers therefore is a concern um, and that was obviously proven when they conceded in this fixture um, so my uh, my dreams of a Rangers double defence have been dashed here um, looking at other Rangers options Tilman obviously scored in this fixture um, he's the only player in this game to have more than a single shot on target with two and at 4.7 million he might be a cheap option going forward uh, Cholak out of character um, he only managed to muster a single shot, which was off target. Though uh, so I'm not rushing to get rid as he, he has been good in the past. He's usually good for a brace, so I'm happy to stick with him and Tav at least for the time being. Um, it's, the, it's the same old story with Motherwell. We probably can't really judge them um, on this game. However, uh, Van Veen did look good. He seemed quite confident, so um, he could be considered going forward as well. Um Motherwell do have kind of tricky-ish fixtures on the run-up to the World Cup. They've got Aberdeen, Dundee United, Hearts, Celtic and St. Johnston. So uh, it's not the nicest of runs. So maybe that's something that has to be considered there. Uh, Donny, what's, what's your thoughts on this game? I was being quite humble about knocking you out in the cup, Tom, but it's actually <laughs> called a, a drubbing. <laughs> Stick that one. <laughs> Stick that one. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, hey, on the plus side, we've conceded six less goals, so that's a plus. Um, but team news, um, with Goldson being out, and, and he's going to be out for a long time by the sounds of it, is that Davis and King will probably be your lock-in um, centre-halves. Sands will probably cover um, as well, um, so you might just have to pick one and, and go with it. That being said, Barisic still continues to, to get returns, um, and he got an assist with the second goal, so and that might be an option as well. So, um, yeah, Tony Goals, he wasn't able to add to his tally this weekend. He, he had the one-half chance, as you mentioned. I think it was a header. Um, he just put it wide. I know Spittle was injured for Motherwell. Um, I talked about that last game week, that he, he took a heavy knock. So there's a lot of teams that will be carrying him. Maybe thought he would 
um, get some game time, but that's probably a, a hole that people will need to fix. Um, Raiders were they were okay. It wasn't a great performance, don't get me wrong, but Kent and Tillman both had chances um, in the first half um, but just couldn't make the breakthrough. Van Veen had a half chance, but it was a good save from McGregor. But then upstepped Malik Maradona Tillman, who waltzed through the Motherwell defence um, and slotted home with a nice finish. And then Lundstrom um, quite soon after got the second. Um, so I think it was quite comfortable there, but true to, true to Rangers form, and they managed to concede McKinstry with a cross that found its way into the, the top corner. But luckily, <laughs> we managed to see out the game um, and get the three points. Motherwell, I've got better games to come. They've got Aberdeen up next and got a pretty good record against Aberdeen. Van Veen enjoys a goal against them, so um, look out for that one. Uh, Champions League free week for me this week, so... Hopefully there's no drubbins. We have got Dundee in the cup. Um, if we don't win that one, then there is problems. But for Rangers, you're going to hold on Tav. You're going to hold on Cholak. And the defence being as it is, as I say, you, you might want to go on to there. But um, we're quite bare at the back at the moment. So don't hold me to that one. Yep. Peter, what's your thoughts? Nah, pretty much what Donnie said there, apart from the happy with the result thing, I'm not happy. Uh, <laughs> Motherwell, Van Veen again, it does look lively, but it's the whole yellow card thing, another yellow card, so if he's not scoring, he's only getting one point nine times out of ten, so to me, that's why I don't have him in my three. The same Rangers I've got with Celtic, I've only got two players in, I've got Tavia and I've got Kolak, I don't have a third one yet, it was Lawrence, but he's out, and I've, there's nobody there in the midfield that's filled me with great confidence to bring in. MD, I mean, I know Tillman's got a good goal there, but I didn't think he'd done anything else really that was worthwhile. Let's get him in. Kent's too pricey for what he returns. I do. I did want to have Rangers double up at the back, but then as Donny mentioned last week and through the week, the injuries are a little bit threadbare. I mean, there's going to be weeks coming, I think, shortly where Tavier's going to just return the two points because he's not going to get a return and they're going to concede. So I think Gary has to brace herself for that as well. King, what price is King in the game, Donny? 2.7, if I'm not mistaken. So he's at the same price range as the cheap defenders I would have her in from like the right range of like a Mayo or Scales, for example. So I might take a punt on having a Rangers cheapo and using him as a bench trick because what yeah. difference is it anyway between him and a Mayo or a, a Scales? And plus, you probably imagine his upside of a clean sheet is higher than Kamara and Aberdeen. So that's in my thoughts. Until we see, they also see the team for the week here with the, the League Cup quarterfinals tomorrow night. There's probably going to be a mass rotation there because they're playing a lower league team. But uh, I, that's two teams. I'm, I'm Celtic Angels the strongest teams. I'm, I'm no confident in the third player, which is kind of worrying. I'm just going to probably try to scrape through to the World Cup, and then I believe we have a double game week and the first game week back, so I'll be kind of building towards them. But that's it. Yep. Um, and in our final fixture, then we've got Aberdeen to Hearts nil. Uh, goals came from the Duke with an assist from Ramadani, and Bazawin scored with an assist uh, from the Duke. So goal and assist for him. He managed uh, three shots on target in this fixture, and he's only 4.6 million. Um, he's sitting on 42 points, which is ahead of Yakamakis, uh, Nubli, and May. Um, He's got a total of four goals and one assist this season, so perhaps could be a nice enabler. Um, Miofsky was a bit quiet in this game, didn't really do too much, a couple of shots off target. 
Um, and obviously a rare clean sheet for Aberdeen as well. Hearts have been really poor in the league this season. They've not been great in Europe either, mind you. Um, I don't think I'd be considering really any Hearts players at the minute. And um, they do play Celtic and Rangers before the World Cup as well. So again, nothing to, to rush towards. Um, that's all really. Yeah. Peter, what's your thoughts on this one? So I was just checking the dog here. Uh, <laughs> Hearts, absolutely no interest. I've got Shankill left and he's probably going to go this week, but I'll be depending on if I see any early sort of team news. Uh, they just don't feel we'll be confidence at all for front to back. I mean, I think I predicted that I've seen this with the, the season that Craig Gordon falls off. I made a couple of good saves in this, but I, I just don't see the the, the Craig Gordon loving. I'm waiting for my tweet to come in my direction after I just don't I just don't see it. I don't think he's a very good keeper anymore. I think he's above average at best. Hearts defence is terrible. Too much rotation. It's not paid off because they're dropping points in the league and they're getting pumped in Europe. Well, maybe not seven pumped, but pumped. And uh, Aberdeen, obviously this week, Aberdeen, I came off a double up defence and as lo and behold, since you do that, they get the clean sheet. So I missed out on the goalkeeper points. Got the scales points. The Duke, can you see it was 4.6, Tom? Yep. Is that a striker in the game or midfield? Striker. It's just not too bad. So the only thing is, I would feel that I would jump for Mioski to him and Mioski would score. So I think you've got to just nail your, nail your post to the mass with one player and go for it. But it is a decent differential, I suppose, if you had made a jump, then well done you. But still, for me, it's Mioski, all the two right now. But nah, no, no, it was too bad. Aberdeen didn't look better than they did last week, but I don't I think that says more about Hearts than does Aberdeen. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yep. Donnie, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so after confidently telling everyone to come off the Aberdeen double defence, then naturally they're going to get a clean sheet. I did keep scales, and for that reason, you probably still want to have Aberdeen in there. Um, so I, I caught some of the some of the clean sheet. But when you play the worst defence in the league, then it probably is a help that um, you're going to score goals. Cochrane missed a sitter in the first half, and Shanklin missed a, a half chance also. Um, Snodgrass had a, a shot, but you, you know, couldn't really do much with it. Hearts did have a penalty shout in the second half. I'd have been calling for it because the keeper does catch him. And with VAR coming into play, that would probably get looked at again. Mijowski, again, he had no joy. He had half chance, but he couldn't do anything with it. Again, I've talked about how he can be hot and cold. So you're just going to have to ride that storm out. Uh, Duke, as you mentioned, he did have a good game. But I think Aberdeen played a, a 3-5-2 in this game. They don't normally... Um, go with that formation and I noticed McKenzie was back in the team um, so they're maybe just trying to utilise some wits there um, I wouldn't move Duke is a good player and if you didn't have Miofsky uh, he could be good value there but just watch his game time um, to see if he's starting the game because he is a player that can you know go to the bench quite easily um, Hearts are in a void you know, they're sevens in the league they're one point ahead of eights and they're not doing anything to convince me that um, they're worth backing. And Aberdeen, as I say, they've got a tricky game away to Motherwell. They're away to Rangers, but they'll raise their game there. And then they've got Hibs at home. So if you've still got Aberdeen defenders, um, you probably maybe want to bench them and, and just see if anything comes out of it. Um, Miofsky probably holds. Could, you know, again, we've said before, he takes penalties and they've had the most penalties in the league. So stay there, but Hearts just avoid. I don't think I'll change that for the foreseeable future. Yep. Um, so that concludes the fixtures. Uh, the only other thing is the, the top 10. Um, it's back, baby. It's back. <laughs> um, up, up first, no surprises, it's Forrest with 23 points uh, in the midfield. Uh, another sell is Yakimakis with 15 points. He's obviously a forward. And then the man we've just been talking about, the Duke, uh, 14 points, another forward there. Uh, Bahambula at Livingston, 13 points. He's actually a midfielder. Um, Carson for St. Mirren, uh, obviously had a good game there. He got 10 points. Uh, Mui at Celtic, 10 points, midfielder. Tony Watt, who's on the watch list, another 10 points there. He obviously is a forward. McKinstry, 10 points uh, for the midfielder there at Motherwell. Uh, Tillman, who we've mentioned, another 10 points. And a second goalkeeper in the form of Hemming with nine points. So that's two goalkeepers, no defenders, uh, five midfielders and three forwards, none of which are within the usual bank of players. Perhaps you could maybe argue Yakimakis is. But... And then obviously the midfielders, Mostly probably one week wonders, but something to keep an eye on there. Anything to add, Donny? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, of all the names there, there's not one that would uh, sit in the template team if you if you think about how a lot of us line up. Um, the people who made gains this weekend are probably the ones that are on Jackamakis. They maybe had Furuhashi and, and changed. I did see somebody that had Carson and goals. 
So again, you've been sitting on him. You, you've made a big game there. So one for the differentials. Whether they're bankers going forward, I don't think there was any names there that you mentioned that you, apart from what, um, that you could maybe say, yeah, I want, I want to have him in my team. So it's just one of those game weeks. You know, there wasn't clean sheets for, for Rangers and Celtic. It wasn't the usual returners. Um, so if you did hit, well done. But like me, I had a poor week and, and missed out. So well, that was interesting. Yeah, Peter, any thoughts on that? Yep, just what both you said, and we're listening to the names. I don't remember the team, any players that you thought. The only two that kind of rung a bell were the two I was thinking about on a short list would have been Carson and Goals and Watt is the two that's kind of on the radar. Apart from that, from else we talked, I know Jack and Marcus, people have jumped to that Donny said well done, but I think that's too much of a risk rotation week in, week out to be throwing that kind of money about for one striker at the next mm-hmm. and wasting a transfer. So it's not for me. But yeah, it was good, good seeing a different t- 10 than usual. Yep. Yep. Right, Donnie, yep. over to you, Donnie, for your dive. Yeah, d- dive this week. As I said, if I was doing a differential, I probably would have talked to you into what, but um, I wasn't entirely convinced. So what we're going to do um, this week is we're going to count down to the World Cup. Um, so for the younger listeners and Scotland fans out there, every four years there's this thing called the World Cup where all the top nations play out to see who wins. Last time Scotland were there, I was living my best life as a a 21-year-old. But as the anthem goes, those days are past now. So we've got five weeks to go, or five game weeks to go, until the World Cup break. So if you just treat this almost as a mini split that you do at the end of the season, um, I'm going to look at fixtures, home away, team news, all that kind of stuff, um, to see if we can kind of get ourselves to... Um, that break, um, was, you know, I think it's about a month off that we've got. So early team news, um, if you're a fan of the early team news, it's worth noting that Hibs have four out of the next five game weeks team news available. Most of us are going to have Boyle Porteous, but again, if there's any change to that, you'll be able to, to move off it um, quite quickly. Aberdeen have got three. Most other teams, including Rangers, have two. Ross County and Dundee United only have one. But what, what is worth noting that Hearts and Celtic don't have any early team news between now and that split. So from a Celtic point of view, where they're already rotating and they've got the biggest probably amount of players travelling to the World Cup, it's going to be really difficult um, to navigate that one. You're going to either have to go with nailed-on players um that will tick over returns or just take a risk um, and hope that it pays off. So we'll go look at uh, good fixtures. Um, so we talk about good fixtures. Really what I'm saying there is teams that don't play Rangers or Celtic within the next five game weeks. So first off, Rangers and Celtic don't play each other. So you, you'd be quite happy with that. They don't play each other until January. So you could load up um, on either of those if you want. Hibs and Kilmarnock are the only teams that won't play Rangers or Celtic in the next five games. So Hibs, we, we kind of talked about week in, week out, they're a good value, but Kilmarnock um, don't have to play them either. <laughs> the Mirren only have to play Rangers, and that's the final game before the break, so they'll have a run of four games um, up until that point. Similarly, Ross County only have Celtic to play, and that's the final game, so they'll have a run of four games um, before that. Motherwell only have to play Celtic, which is the fourth game out of the five remaining. Uh, Dundee United are the same. They play Celtic the third out of the five game remaining. So you're maybe just trying to target you know, two, three game weeks where you can avoid um, Rangers and Celtic. Aberdeen only have Rangers to play, and that's in the second game week out of the five. So they'll have three games after that that they don't have 
um, anything there. And St. Johnston only have Rangers to play. And again, that's the third out of the five. So if we look at bad fixtures, Livingston um, have got both to play. Um, and that's in the next two game weeks. So they'll have a run of three once you come out of that. That might be worthwhile getting on. And Hearts, who are already poor, um, go to Stelk in the next game week and Rangers in the fourth game week. And even in between that, as I say, they're, they're not able to keep clean sheets. So um, you probably don't want to do anything there. If we look at the home and away split, we've got Hearts, Hibs, Kilmarnock, Rangers, St. Johnston, St. Mirren have all got three, ga- three home games and two away and then the flip side to that, Aberdeen, Celtic, Dundee United, Livingston, Motherwell, Ross County all have three away games and two at home. So as I say, if you treat this five games as a, a mini sprint um, to the break, then that might help you. Um, it may also give you a good platform to wildcard um, at the other end um, when we've got those double game weeks and, and uh, players being rested that maybe performed well at the World Cup. So Celtic... Although you don't get any team news, they do have good fixtures. And, and that's the headache that I've got at the moment because defensively, I don't have a Celtic defender. But looking at that, it does screen um, clean sheets to me. But as I say, the only disadvantage is they, do, they will have a high proportion of players going to the World Cup. So whether they're rested or limited game time, we'll just have to wait and see. Hibs offer the best value because of the team news and the fixtures. Um, so we'll talk about the, the usual suspects there um, and if anyone gets injured you'll be able to quite quickly tell um, if you need to make changes so Midland and Ross County um, offer value and we always talk about the defensive assets there that could be a shout um, and Kilmarnock they've got the fixtures but just not the form so again pretty hard Mayo you know you might want to get in somebody like Ash Taylor um, who's good for returns and maybe just bank on that Rangers have the fixtures, but they're just bang out of form, so just be careful with them. Uh, Aberdeen are patchy, um, and they probably will play well against Rangers, whether they get anything out of it. Um, I'm hope, hoping not. Um, and Dundee United are just starting to find form, so, so they could be worth a bet. Hearts, as I say, they don't have the fixtures or the form, so they're probably best avoided. Motherwell don't particularly offer great value at the back, in the middle, or up front, and don't particularly have a good standout run of games. Um, so maybe you want to ease off of them. Same with St. Johnston. They're out of form. Anything you pick there would be a risk. So as I say, there's a month's break um, to look forward to, but we've got five fixtures till we get there. That might just help you plan, you know, the transfers, the wild cards, whatever you want to do, captaincy choices um, over the next five game weeks. So I thought it was just, you know, quite good to break that down um, because I know a lot of people will want to freshen up um, injuries etc and uh, once we do get to that break so uh, Tom anything off of there that you're wanting to target in the next five game weeks uh, I'm not too sure I'm just kind of probably going to play it a game week at a time for me mm. um, I do kind of like King as an option just yeah. as a cheap option he's, as um, Peter mentioned he's probably got a better chance of a clean sheet than the likes of Mayo and even Yakoviti, these guys that are kind of stinking at my team. So yeah, you would definitely probably... bench them. I mean, Rangers have got three home games, and okay, ones at Aberdeen, but you know, Livingston and Hearts. You think right? I'll I'll start them in those ones. Then the away games is St Mirren and St Johnston. You think well, maybe just put them on the bench. Um, that's I'm kind of thinking that, but I'd probably more want Celtic defense, um, just because the fixtures. But the team news does does put me off. 
Peter, mm-hmm. anything there that screams out for you? Yeah, the Rangers free home fixtures and had free home fixtures is good. Uh, like you said, King's a good option. And like I mentioned before, you can just use him as a cheap defender if need be. The way teams in Aberdeen, example, going away, and also I mentioned Aberdeen's double game week is Celtic Rangers, so it's no ideal. So um, unless their form continues, I might be slowly coming from Aberdeen. But it's good to listen back to what you've been writing that down, I think, for the uh, yeah. just try to get wee game weeks, maybe two or three game weeks at a time, taking a punt on somebody just but just a lot of bench punt, but they can be the, the cheap enabler around your your boils and your tabs as always yeah. when you play every week and take it for there. Yeah, I mean, I'll do a dive once we once we get just before the split. I'll probably do a dive about the games after the split and the double game weeks because going into December is is hectic. Um, so I'll maybe look at that. The flip sides of yard, looking at a wild card or save up transfers and make moves. We'll we'll talk about that near the time. But uh, no, it was it's good to know. As I say, Rangers have got a lot of injuries, and you know they'll welcome this this, this uh, break. Uh, whereas form teams, they might you know just team like Hearts, once they're out of Europe, they can really start to focus. So it, there will be teams that you can go on to, um, but it certainly was interesting to break down the home and away and the team news. Um, it certainly helps as well. Yep. Plus, as you always say, after, after the... If you, if you wildcard for a double game week, you can back out it with two or three transfers anyway. So yeah. any series damage you've done to your team, you can take a minus four and probably fix three positions if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right, we'll go to the questions then before we kind of wrap this up. Okay. Come on, Twitter. Come on, Twitter. Right, first up is from Melvinho, the sixth day, who's also Donnie's opponent in the final. Is Jota an avoid for the next couple of weeks? At least, given his injury status and lack of any still early team use, which Donnie's covered, maybe to World Cup break. Right, I'll go first here. So avoid until he's back a team. That's all you can say. We're going to get team news tomorrow night for the cup. If he's back in the bench and he's closer to fitness, if he's nowhere near it, then I wouldn't be touching him because obviously before he's hitting form and with Haksabanovic being a not bad understudy, the fixtures are half decent with Donny said. There's no rush to get Jota back. If he would rush back, I think it'd probably be for the Shakhtar game, if anything, just to try to save face in Europe. But I think he won't rush him, he's fully fit. So I think we've got four or five options there. Forrest especially, he's put himself back into the the front there. We've had a good performance. So I don't enjoy it with this until he's fully fit. And like Novinius asked, he might just be nursed right through to the World Cup now because then he's going to a month off. Any in England, England injury he has should be cleared up for after the return. What's your thoughts on the job, Tom? Yeah, I, I agree. Um the, the the early well the, the early team news in quotation marks is going to be the midweek fixtures, um, but the, even then that's not going to give us an indication of what the weekend lineup's going to be. It's just going to be a bit of a preview. It gives us a bit more information to work on rather than nothing at all. But yeah, he's he's probably in a void until he's back there on the pitch. Donny, and I, oh, sorry, I, I, I agree with yourself. There, there doesn't seem to be any reason to to, to rush him back. I think the fact that Forrest got the hat trick on the weekend is probably going to play on Ange's mind. And if Forrest can do it against these uh, easier teams, then um, there's no reason to, to kind of get him back into the, the fold again. Donny, Joa? I'm surprised you're going with that advice, guys. Melvin, get on him. Give him the <laughs> armbands. Um, get get ahead of everyone else. Um <laughs> 
You're not going to say team news, so gamble. If you do it, I'll do it. Let's let's make that promise. Um, but no, un- until you see him back in training, um, you, you, you're you just going to have to stay clear. I think Haxabanovich was the correct move. Um, okay, got hooked at half-time, but they were comfortable in the game. So you can see why that decision was made. Forrest is a poor injury record. and He probably rotated with a badder. Um, difficult to make the move there. Even if he is fit, you know, when you have a couple of game weeks out, you don't normally come straight back into the team. So you could see that he's on the bench first and then he starts. So you don't want to make that move too soon. The longer he's out, um, he'll come down in value. So that's always going to help. But I don't think they've mentioned what is wrong with him. But um, I think game time wise, they might just hold off and they won't want to risk it, especially with a break coming up. They do have good fixtures. They've probably got enough uh, in the squad that they can see themselves through. They don't really need them urgently, um, as far as I can see. So just wait until you see them. And then even then, you might want to wait an extra week just till he's actually nailed in there. But uh, if you want to go for him, Melvin, go for him. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Mind games, mind games. <laughs> what, what I will say on that is there is actually three midweek games, one cup game, two European games. So you will have the benefit of... It's not early team news, but if he's about the squad, then he's getting closer. So that's all I would say. Right, next up question mark is Scottish Premiership Fantasy Tips at Scott Prem Fantasy. Is it a bad thing to bring in Kyogo? Start with you, Donny. Well, as a Kyogo owner, it, um, it does feel like it. He's been rested um, for a couple of weeks in a row now and Giacomacus has taken full advantage of it. So it's hard to know if it's a short time thing or you know whether that's just the way it is. And with no team news, you're just going to have to either stick with the decision or, or go with it. You know, you might switch to Jack and Marcus and it's flipped and Kyogo starts. You know, it, it really is a lottery. They've got League Cup action um, tomorrow, but they'll probably play Mieda and maybe one of the youngsters, which then gives them both a rest. Hearts game next, and, and that's the thing that you really want to capitalise on because Hearts can't keep clean sheets, so you probably do want a piece of the set of the front line. Um they do have what I think is a winnable Champions League match. And whilst they can't qualify, and the money you get is, is worthwhile, but they have seemed to favour Kyogo for these matches. Um, so it's a difficult one to know on. If you're already on Kyogo, I would I would probably hold and maybe put him on the bench. Um, and then at least if he does start or he does do something, you should get your points back there. If you're not on him, the price jump's probably going to be too high. You're probably going to have to make two transfers to get him. Um, Jackamacus would be a, a sound move there, but fixture wise, you probably do want to load up on a Celtic striker, and it's just that decision. You could toss a coin, that's how I see it at the moment. But because I've got Kyogo, I'm just think I'm gonna have to stick with him. Tom, yeah, um, I don't think it's the best idea given the, the number of fixtures coming up. Uh, the last two fixtures have proven that Jackamacus seems to be the. The, the guy that's going to play in the league in Kyogo, looking at the cup, looking at the the Champions League, um, you know, Postecoglou, he's, he's not going to give up in the in European competitions. He's not just going to. I mean, if it's all over after the Shakhtar game, I, I, he's still not going to just stick the the youth team out. It's it's, it's, it's going to be um, strong lineups all the way to the end. So. He has, a, he has a massive rotation risk and he, he has a big sponge when it comes to your budget as well. So it is risky. Um, 
I'd actually be more inclined to go towards Yakamakis if he was going to spend that kind of money. Yeah. Um, but as Scotty mentioned, it is a bit of a coin toss, really. Uh, because Am I right in saying that Celtic can still finish third in that group? I mean, they would probably need a result against Madrid, but they can't still finish yeah, So, no, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need a result against Madrid. Um, what, Celtic on one point, and then third place is Shakhtar just now five. on five points. Yeah. So it's pretty much gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, we can still um, finish third, so I'm I'm still holding on to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but I mean, Postecoglou, you know, his, his style of play, he's not. I, I don't think he'll he'll stick the youth team out against that last game, even if the if the draw or lose against Shakhtar. So uh, he's Kyogo's going to be a rotation just right up until the World Cup, I think. Yeah. And he's in the World Cup, so you, you know, he might drop yeah. off. That's um, what I was going to say, Rick. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't think he's worth bringing in. I think it's too much rotational risk. It could be completely wrong. He could play against Arts and he could bang, and then we're all looking stupid. But if you've got him, I'm probably not rushing to come off him. But then it's, I think it's totally the I think Kyogo's probably going to feature more league wise, and Kyogo's going to only sell on the ground in Europe, I think. World Cup coming up next. Uh, I think it probably will make the squad, won't you? So uh, it's just a, it's too tricky with too much. This quality of games that came too thick and fast. I, I mean, if Kyogo plays midweek against Motherwell in the Cup, then clearly he's a, he's trying to win the game in the Cup. Then if you think Jermakis could back in for Sunday game and it would go that way, then slightly, slightly aiming towards. Jackie Marcus, but it's, it's small margins. It's, so I think the fact that we're hesitant can answer the question. I don't think it's good to bring him at all. Right, and last up is from Josh McCaffrey at, at JoshMac underscore 05. Best forward in the 45 million bracket for the next few game weeks? What a question, Josh. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think any off the top of my head. And the only one that stood out because Tom mentioned in this podcast was the Duke. But as Donnie mentioned, that was a change in formation. So it's not guaranteed that he's going to play that formation all the time, you know, worked out. So there's nothing that I can really hang my hat on, uh, striker-wise. Me, personally, I would be trying to get to, if I could, and you want to be really cheap, would have been Tony Watt for the price rise. It's probably close you're going to get to that five million bracket, and he's half decent. There's nobody there that stands out to me who's got four more fixtures who I want to bring in, so... I really can't get an answer to man, Josh. I'm sorry. Donnie? Yeah, so I've got the app open just now. What is 5.3? Um, and, and that is attractive. But if we go to five and down, you're looking at Nicky Clark. He's probably got one in, one in five. There. Doig, White at Ross County. Newbley. I mean, okay, Newbley can get you results, but he's got the Rangers and Settle Cup next. Rofi, Anderson... Duke is the only standout there. Hibbs, if Hibbs um, could do anything um, with their games, Ewan, I think that was his first goal at the weekend. No, not uh, he was, Ewan, uh, Ewan did score. Um, he could be valued because we've talked about their fixtures. Um, he's 4.1 million, so that's that's an option. And then you're down to like Lafferty. Again, you're scraping the battle there. We should have enough value in our teams. Most of us will be running with Miofsky, Shulak, either a Shankland or a Van Veen. I'm not really sure why you would want to be shopping down at that level. 
um, when you should already have decent decent value in your forwards. As I say, what would probably be the lowest I'd be prepared to go, and that's five point three. So, a difficult question. There's no great answer. Um, Duke and Ewan would probably be the, the two standouts for me. Tom, any answer that? Uh, no, it'll be Duke and perhaps Stevie May. Um, they've got Kilmarnock next. Uh, they're playing at home. Rangers after that isn't great. Away at St. Beren, well, St. Beren have got decent defensive form recently. At home to Motherwell, so you know, perhaps could score there. And then away to Ross County. Wait, no, that's after the World Cup, isn't it? So, yeah, not a lot of options. Ideally, you probably want to be structuring your team so you're kind of You've got those kind of bank of, was it, four or five strikers that mm-hmm. are fairly consistent, but obviously are above five million. So that, but that's, yeah, quite restrictive. Yeah, so I think we can all agree there. There's nobody really about we want to really shoot out. If you can, Josh, push to 5.3, a push for what? I think that's about, uh, I'm sure you can find 0.3 somewhere. As Donny said, I don't know why, you've, unless he's trying to go for the Kyogo and Furahashi, yeah, not Kyogo. Furahashi and Jackamaka's double up, which strikes me as a yeah. That's what I can think he might be doing, but I uh, would, I think it'd be the detriment of your squad to try to fit one of the players in. You might be lucky and get the odd game meet at the turn, but I don't think over a piece it's worth the effort. Right, that is us finish our questions. We'll go to the fixtures and then we'll talk about transfers and etc. So, Friday night game this week and the introduction of VAR. Looking forward to that. See the games last 120 minutes rather than 90. And still did it wrong. So Friday night, early team news for one game only, Hibs and Johnson. And then on Saturday we have Hearts, Celtic, London United, Rangers, Livingston, Motherwell, Aberdeen, and Kilmarnock and Ross County. So the games will be finished by Saturday dinner time for a change. So having seen those fixtures, Donny, I don't really want to give too much away with the cup coming up. <laughs> but what is your tentative captain, vice captain, and transfer plans? Yeah, so VAR, Celtic have had no penalties this season. VAR, you can pretty much bank on Celtic getting a penalty. Uh, we don't know who's taking them. I mean, it was Juranovic, and he's not started the last few games, so could be a lottery there. But I bet you when they do get a penalty, we'll all jump to, to that player. Um, for me, as I've said, I, I want to get a part of Celtic defence, and I'm not at the moment. Um, so it's how do I get to that um, with what I've got. Um, King would probably be my other one, you know, getting rid of Solholm um, and going to King. So it'll probably be a, a defensive change that I make. Um, as much as Hibs have got a good fixture, I probably won't look to that game in terms of the armband. I probably will stick with Captain Tav at home to Livingston. You should get good results. Um, again, penalties are always going to be an option. And whilst Trulak didn't get anything at the weekend you know he should be good value um, to get returns there I, I might go for him um, so it's a tricky one because there's no team news but I'll probably stick with having Cholak it seems seems pretty sound there Tom captains transfers vice captains yeah um, probably going for King but I'll be getting rid of Mayo um, in terms of captaincy and vice captaincy Selig lineup's just too risky, so I'll probably go with the tried and tested. I've stuck with it for quite a few weeks now, <laughs> Captain Dav and uh, Vice Captain Cholak. Yep, I agree with both of you. I think it'll be Captain Tav, Livingston at home, not exactly the most dangerous up front. Kolak at home, Vice Captain. Transfer, I mean, it is 
I do want to get on Carter Vickers. So I'll that's going to be on depending on the team news tomorrow night because if Burnaby plays, I'd imagine Taylor come back at the weekend so I could leave it one more week. And if that's the case, I might be jumping to King as well as the Rangers double defence and use a cheap bench trip as an excuse to me. Just because it makes sense for Rangers asset. I expect clean sheets at home more often than not. And like I said, the same prices, scales, mail, and that kind of lack of it in that area, his ceiling's higher. Okay, I don't oh, also Shankland as well. So I want to go, I could potentially get the Shankland for who perhaps got Celtics or uh, Mike Benton this week. Mike Redding for what? That's massive, also my thinking. Don't know, I have to wait to see team news and games this week for the week as well. Right, that's us finished for the week then, guys. Donnie will be here next week. You're on holiday, well deserved. I am indeed, yeah. Hope you're still in the top 10 when you go on holiday. I hope so... I'm still in the cup. <laughs> well, you will be because you will look stick <laughs> Well, yeah, I'd be with my fighting chance. <laughs> uh, so, I get plugged in before we go. Uh, okay, so good luck to Melvin in the in the cup final. Um, a tough opponent. Um, all the best. Uh, I am at FFS underscore Donny. Donny, hey Donny. Tom yourself? I'm at FFS underscore Scout. I'm at Fantasy Half. So, thanks for listening, guys. We'll back next week just me and Tom. And good luck in the cup, Donny. Good luck in the cup, Melvin. Thank you. Right. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.